This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, it's great to be with you today on the during these important times. Of course, today's another edition of our Roger Franklin Williams Show Election 2022 series. And our program comes just days after one of the most egregious attacks on freedom and individual liberty and our American way of life uh, that's ever happened literally in America. I'm talking about the the invasion, if you will, of the FBI into former President Donald Trump's home. And we'll be talking about that on our show throughout the program. But right now, we are pleased to be joined by State Representative Anthony Sabatini, who, of course, is a candidate for one of the most hotly contested congressional races in the country, Florida Congressional District Number 7, which includes big parts of Seminole, which is primarily Seminole and Volusia counties. And we'll go to Anthony Sabatini right now. But first, I want to, of course, remind you that our program is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, and you'll hear, be hearing more about Christner's throughout the program. But right now, let's go to Anthony Sabatini, candidate for United States Congress. Anthony, thank you for joining us today. And first of all, I'd just like to ask you, um, as, you know, as a staunch defender of freedom during your entire career in the in the leg- in, in public life, um, what what are your thoughts on you know the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago? Well, I got to tell you, Roger, it's uh, one of the I think dark days in American history seeing a political party like the Democrats run by. Joe Biden now targeting their chief political opponents like Donald Trump. But I got to tell you, we can't just sit around and, 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 and weep and complain about it. We got to come up with a plan. So I immediately said Florida must come into a special session. I called for an emergency special session to sever all ties with the DOJ, the FBI, and these federal law enforcement agencies, which have now become partisan actors. And they're not focused on human trafficking. They're not uh, focused on drug interdiction. They're not focused on election fraud, they're focused exclusively on harassing their political opponents. So it's wrong. Florida needs to sever ties. And at the federal level, when I get to Congress, we need to completely and totally defund these agencies. Let the state attorneys general come up with compacts and pass uh, legislation to stop interstate crimes. But we don't need these lawless administrative agencies harassing people any longer. Let the states take charge of crime. Thank you for for giving your insights. And yes, and if you uh, were to be elected to the United States Congress, you will have the ability to to a certain extent to to affect this situation going forward. Um, And along those lines, I'd like to uh, follow that up. And how you know, and, and this is all happening so fast in a way. I mean, in a way, we've we've you know been able to see it coming for a long time too. But but you know, the Monday's raid was so dramatic. You know, I, I think a lot of people are still almost in kind of shock, if you will. Um, how, from your perspective, yeah, and I know you've always battled, you know, the Rhino Republicans, uh, et cetera, the establishment Republicans. Where are they in this? And and you see, uh, you know, them finally getting a wake up call and 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 helping, you know, to try to you know to, to solve this situation and or push back against it. Well, we'll see. You know, as you know, Roger, I've always been ahead of the curve. I put forth ideas, legislation, things that at the time were considered um, uh, very, in the eyes of some, very hard-line or uh, abrasive, and then they end up becoming the norm. You know, I filed constitutional carry for the first time when it was considered fringe. Now it's uh, it's only a few months before the governor is going to receive that bill and have it passed. I was one of the first guys to uh, push the bill to ban state-mandated vaccines in the public and private sector. That was considered a fringe at one point. Now it's the law in Florida. And so this is another example of that. You know, this is something that some people have said, well, Sabatini, you're being a little bit too too aggressive here. You know, we don't really need to cut ties with the federal law enforcement agencies. 
there's we just need to hold hearings and you know talk about effort, efforts towards reform. I say no, that's ridiculous. They're just looking at the situation with rose-eyed glasses. It's not going to get better from here. And uh, it's, it'll be a matter of time before these other legislators and these other rhino-style Republicans wake up and realize the severity and the nature of the threat that's facing this country, which is a lawless, partisan, federal law enforcement, so-called law enforcement organization that's now hunting down and harassing its political opponents, the chief political opponent of Joe Biden, in this case, former President Donald Trump. So it's, uh, I think it's a matter of time before they wake up. It's always, it starts with a few of us who understand what's going on, and then we're followed by the rest. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, part of our election 2022 series. Right now we're speaking with State Representative Anthony Sabatini. He is a candidate for United States Congress in the hotly contested seat for Congressional District 7, which is largely Seminole and Volusia counties. And now, um, Anthony, I'd like to you know, rep- you know, just have you address your specific race. Of course, it's become a volatile race, which I think probably people would expect with seven, or at least, I don't know how many candidates there are, a seven or eight or, or nine maybe, um, you know, vying for this very important position. Uh, can you just uh, give your assessment of how things are going, and what would you like to share with our listeners as to why voters in District 7, you know, why you're the best candidate? Over the other candidates. Sure. Well, I mean, uh, listen, I'm the only elected official running. I'm the only one with a proven record. I have the record as the single most effective conservative, most conservative legislator in the state of Florida, a staunch ally of Governor DeSantis and a fighter for freedom for the last four years. A lot of the folks in this race have never even voted in Florida, have no ties to Florida, and have already pledged to support Kevin McCarthy, uh, a man running for speaker who's even more liberal than Paul Ryan. So what makes me different is the proven record and the hard-fighting uh, uh, stances that I'm always pushing and that I'll always be on offense. Also, I'll be the only guy to join the Freedom Caucus. The first poll came out of the race. I'm winning by seven points. And so now the establishment is blowing a gasket. They've dropped in just in the last six days almost a million dollars worth of TV ads, digital mail, attack ads on me. Uh, full of salacious lies, trying to confuse people, thinking, that, uh, trying to get them to think that I'm a liberal Republican when I'm actually the single most conservative elected official in the entire state of Florida. So it's a battle. It'll be interesting. But I think the smart voters know that the fact that the D.C. swamp is attacking me, but not attacking a single one of my so-called Republican opponents, uh, I think is the most telling and important info in the race. It shows that I'm the real threat to the D.C. swamp, whereas these other guys are just going to be a part of the swamp. That's why they're not even being talked about by the uh, by the, the PACs. Now, along those lines, uh, you know, assuming that you were to be elected, you know, I saw uh, you know a, a forum recently where one of the questions was, not that I want to critique other people or whatever, but I just share my thoughts with it as a former candidate, even as myself. One of the questions was, what legislation would you propose, say, your first day there once when, when you got there? And I'm thinking, personally, as a citizen, we've got, I think we have an overabundance of legislation. Um, you can do a lot of things uh, and be very effective that's not related to, quote-unquote, introducing legislation. That's just my two cents. But, but you know, similar question, though, um, but uh, is what, you know, would you, what would you be your, say, number one priority or number one or two number uh, priorities uh, as the congressman from District 7? I have a few, but the number one priority right now is immigration, stopping the open border. If we don't close the border, if we don't stop illegal immigration, the abuse of the passport system, the abuse of our legal immigration system, which allows unlimited amounts of chain migration and folks who are coming in and getting on a welfare on day one, which is 25% of all immigrants, we're going to lose the whole country. So this is an immediate thing that needs to come to a halt uh uh, immediately. And so I won't be voting for any budget or pushing any legislation that includes uh, operating the government without a shutdown of this border. We need to shut the border down, build the wall, and stop the invasion at the border. That's number one. I would say another major top issue for me is going to be dewoking the military. We're getting a point now where the military is being turned into a radical leftist organization run by woke generals who are not interested in winning wars. We're losing our wars but we're turning the military into an indoctrination center of the left with the transgender movement, critical race theory, different forms of identity politics. 
and it's becoming a national security threat. So dewoking the military, starting up a commission that gets rid of these failed generals that have caused this harm to the military is going to be a top issue for me, too. We're speaking with Representative Anthony Sabatini, currently state representative. He's a candidate for the United States Congress, District 72, one of the more hotly contested races in the country right now, literally. And geographically, it includes most of Seminole County, big part of Volusia County. We've got about two minutes before we go to break. Uh, what else would you like to share before we go to that break? Well, you know, the uh, race is going great. Anybody wants to check out the, the site, it's sabatiniforcongress.com. Of course, they can always find me on social media, at Anthony Sabatini. But, you know, once again, I definitely want to reiterate the fact that I am the only elected official in the state of Florida with 100% rating from the American Conservative Union, most most conservative voting record in in the state. I'm also the only candidate in the race who has a plan to stop this lawlessness in this abrasiveness of the FBI and these federal law enforcement agencies, whereas my other opponents don't, they don't weigh in on that. They don't like making pledges and they don't like having to commit themselves to action. They'd rather just gripe and send out fundraising emails. And that's the difference between this race. We're going to go to a quick break in just a moment. Before we do, friends, I want to, of course, let you know, uh, remind you about the guys up at Popka Mower and Equipment Repair let you know that they've got everything you'll need for all of your lawn and garden needs, of course, this summer. That's whether you are a homeowner, a business owner, or a property owner. And they've got everything you'll need for hurricane preparation as well. You can find out more about Apopka Mower and equipment repair at apopkamower.com. That's apopkamower.com. Apopka Mower and equipment repair. It's where they sell the best. And they fix the rest. And before we go to break, I want to give a shout out to our friend, Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and Burn Fat Orlando. Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic have been voted best chiropractor once again for now 11 years. So when you're in pain, I urge you to go see Dr. Patrick St. Germain. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Leadership. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. My friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you in these trying and disconcerting times, times when our the freedom of every American literally is under attack by a runaway federal government, uh, to say the least. That's not even the right word. I, well, I'll just use the word the swamp, uh, the deep state. Um, they are flexing their muscles now. Did so on Monday evening with their raid on former President Donald Trump's home. There's no telling where this is going to lead, how far it's going to go. We just need to make sure that we are engaged and do everything that we can to be informed and to fight back. Now, what does that mean? I don't know exactly, but um, that's that's the attitude we're going to have to have. Right now, we're speaking with Anthony, Representative Anthony Sabatini. He's a state representative uh, known for his aggressive attacks to defend freedom, uh, his aggressive stances to defend freedom and activities. Um, and now he's a candidate for the United States Congress, Congressional District 7 in Florida, which is large parts of Seminole and Volusia counties. It's a hotly contested race with many candidates. Now back to Representative Anthony Sabatini, candidate for Congressional seat number seven, and you know, Representative Sabatini. You know, recently, I guess uh, this week, you were actually interviewed on CNN. Uh, you know, one of the one of the uh, you know well known or, or I guess um, fake news networks. Uh, c- can you uh, just talk about that experience? Yeah. So a lot of the Republicans are complaining about the Mar-a-Lago raid, but they won't commit to action and they won't come up with a plan to stop the tyranny and protect Donald Trump. Uh, what makes me different in the, out of most Republicans is I'm the only one who's actually got a committed plan for action. So CNN was uh, interested in that and flew down to Longwood, Florida, to interview me yesterday. And I would definitely encourage anybody that uh, dislikes CNN <laughs> for the fake news network that they are to watch the interview because 
I really let CNN have it. And uh, they clip it to try to uh, make me look bad, as you very well know. But I think it still ended up being a pretty fine interview. They had just never met a Republican that really was committed to defunding and shutting down these lawless, tyrannical federal agencies and start to re- reassert the Tenth Amendment and protect the rights of Floridians. So I would tell your listeners to check me out at Anthony Sabatini, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, Getter, LinkedIn, Telegram, whatever you use, and uh, check it out. And also check out my website, sabatiniforcongress.com. Thank you for that insight, and I, I'll be checking it out, and I encourage our listeners to do as well. One more quick question. I know you have to go in just about two minutes or less. Just This is a process question out of curiosity because, as, as you probably know, I majored in journalism at University of Florida and was actually a TV reporter for you know a brief period of time way back in my younger days. Um, how, how does that – how do they orchestrate that? When they approach you, is it, is it quote-unquote professional? Is it already confrontational? Do they act like it's not going to be confrontational? Do they act like it's going to be, you know, just a legitimate regular interview? Do they try to set you up? I'm just curious as how they how that whole process works. Well, they're uh, you know they're when you first walk up and introduce yourself, they're very normal. But yeah, obviously when they start the interview, they're very confrontational, and they try to challenge you and uh, you know do whatever kind of uh, rhetorical game they can play to you know. Uh, mischaracterize your position position etc it's a very as you know very far left they went from center left to very far left in the last five years and everybody knows it's not really a news agency it's more of an entertainment uh company but it's still worth doing because there's a lot of listeners who've never heard real conservatives be interviewed there a lot of republicans say i'm not going to speak to them and uh so you know it's interesting when you can trigger the left and actually show them what a real conservative viewpoint looks like. You never know who's really watching the TV, right, at an airport or whatever. So it's always worth doing. And um, also just very important to move, to really move the needle on these issues. You know, if the, the right's just talking to the right and the left's just talking to the left, uh, by saturation of the media, the country moves to the left. Well, we need to start pushing our conservative ideas, our America First ideas, uh, towards them and in their faces and really move the Overton window the way Donald Trump helped move the Overton window on issues like political correctness, uh, renewed America first foreign policy, and, uh, you know, on different issues, especially immigration, but everything, uh, really. And so that's what that's why I go on there. I commend you for going into such a confrontational adversarial environment uh, and, and do it and, and, you know, Doing well there, speaking the truth, and uh, just for having the courage to go into the belly of the beast. Yeah, just one quick question. Um, you know, and I know we're you know right at the end of, of our time. You got uh, our time, but you know your race, uh, and specifically, you now are under attack um, by efforts to mischaracterize and say dramatically mischaracterize. You know what you're all about. You know your record, your accomplishments, etc. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to to address any of that, or, or you know, if, if yeah, you, if well, you... I mean, listen, all all packs lie. It's legal to lie. We have the First Amendment. The First Amendment uh, totally and completely defends somebody's ability to lie. And so, political organizations take advantage of that. The uh, million dollars that's being spent against me, follow the money. It all goes back to a pack run by former Rand Paul staffers. It's an anti-Trump pack. I'm the Trump uh, supporting candidate in the race, the real one that is. And so that's why they're targeting me. They they highlight three lies. They say that I have a lot of missed votes. It's a total lie. I have a 98.5% voting record. The only thing they point to is when I was exposed to COVID and had to miss a couple of votes because I had COVID a year and a half ago. Uh, the other lie they say is that I voted uh, with Democrats. Total lie. They're, they don't point to anything on that one. I have the single most conservative voting record of any legislator in Florida in the last decade. 100% rating from the American Conservative Union. And then the third lies they say I voted against DeSantis' budget. I have 100% uh, voting record agreeing with all of DeSantis' legislation every single time, and I've supported every one of his budgets. What they're talking about is the legislature who killed DeSantis' $99 billion budget replaced it with a $110 billion pork barrel, fat-filled, high-tax budget. I voted against that one. Of course, DeSantis agreed with me on that vote because he vetoed almost $4 billion out of that budget. So it's just a pact that lies and tries to confuse people. And the fact is some people fall for it because we don't always have the brightest people, uh, you know, voting in every election. Sometimes they get confused 
uh, by the lies and the messaging, and they make the wrong vote. And it happens, but it's fine. We'll, we'll still win. Well, thank you for being here to, to discuss the campaign, and uh, your best wishes to you. Thank you so much. God bless. Talk to you soon. Representative Anthony Sabatini, state rep- currently state representative, currently a candidate for the United States Congress. Of course, um, I know many of you are already following that race. If you're not, it's literally, as I said before, one of the most hotly, passionately contested races in the entire country. There are various reasons for that. That is not an over-exaggeration at all. Uh, in fact, there's something like seven or eight candidates, and there are so many it's hard to keep track of. We've had um, – so – but um, – so anyway, that's the stakes. The, 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 the geographical area of that particular race is, as I said before, a large part of Seminole County, a large part of Volusia County. The current incumbent is Democrat Stephanie Mur- Murphy. One of the main reasons uh, that the race is so hotly contested with so many candidates is because, once again, as many of you know, when um, the Republicans have a, a huge opportunity, in fact, you might even say they might be favored uh, to win the seat in the general election, and whenever there's a scenario like that in American politics, regardless of where it is located, anytime one party has an opportunity, a good chance or a decent chance even, to capture a seat from the other party, uh, that just really, really dramatically increases the stakes of the race. And that's one of the the key reasons why this race is so important. It's uh, literally the eyes of the nation, uh, both Republicans and Democrats are on Florida congressional seat number seven. And that's the seat that our that our guest, uh, Anthony Sabatini, is a candidate for. Now, we've got a few more minutes before our next break. When we come back, we look forward to being joined by another candidate, Chuan Lee. Chuan Lee's a candidate for Congress, not in this particular district, but in another district, uh, more to the south, more Orange uh, County oriented, if I'm not mistaken. We'll have him fill us in on all those details. But before we hear from Tuan Lee, I want to share a couple more thoughts with you about about the raid on President Trump's home uh, right here in Florida, in Mar-a-Lago. You, you know, and, and first the first thing, thing I would say is that it, w- it was such a dramatic and egregious overstepping of not only f- federal authority, but just the traditions of American politics, uh, you know, the traditions of respect, <laughs> and that might not even be the, the, the perfect word, but the tradition of not criminalizing and even avoiding efforts to criminalize um, American politics. And I think this is a huge, and there, there are many, 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 good reasons for that tradition, and it's one of the traditions that was established by our founding fathers and makes American has made America unique and exceptional all these years, because once you descend into the swamp, if you will, no pun intended, um, because it's the swamp that's you know, essentially the, the, the conductor of this situation, uh, sadly, as we have seen, so explicitly, ever since Donald Trump's bit was been in the White House since 2016, major institutions, major long-time respected and cherished institutions in America, such as the Department of Justice, such as the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, uh, have now been co- totally corrupted and essentially taken over, infested by the swamp, if you will, by woke the woke left, who are now utilizing the pow- the tremendous, extraordinary power of the Justice Department, United States Justice Department, the Federal Bureau of, of Investigation, the FBI, other law enforcement agencies, law enforcement in general, uh, to as a political weapon uh, to drive an agenda, uh, their left wing woke agenda to step on individual rights of citizens, of Americans, to step on God-given, constitutionally protected individual liberties. That's what we're seeing now. We've been seeing it, and we saw explicitly on Monday evening at Mar-a-Lago. We'll pick it up 
When we come back from this break, you're listening to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. Welcome to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Friends, welcome back to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to have you joining us today during these important times. Of course, the Roger Franklin Williams Show is the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Right now, we're going to speak with another candidate for Congress. We'll speak with Tuan Lee, Mr. Tuan Lee. He's a candidate for Congressional District Number 10. That's largely kind of part of a big part of Orange County, uh, largely South Orange County, center to South Orange County. And it's an open seat with a variety of Republican candidates and a variety of Democrat candidates. And let's go to candidate Tuan Lee right now. Mr. Lee, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you um, for inviting me to your show. And uh, thank you for having this uh, interview. How's everything? Uh, going well. In fact, I know you know, we met when uh, you spoke. Uh, we, we were participated in the candidate forum at the Winter Park Republican Women Club luncheon uh, some weeks ago, and I wanted to um, you know, yeah, I was impressed with your presentation there and your energy and your passion and your background. So I you know wanted to invite you on the show and have you share a little bit about that with our listeners. And once again, we commend uh, Bonnie Jackson, who is the president of the Winter Park Republican. Women Federated for that excellent forum and all the members of her excellent organization. Uh, first of all, can you share a little bit about your background uh, with our listeners? Okay, yeah. So um, my name is Juan Lee. I'm run for Congress in District 10. Um, so District 10 is majority is uh, Democrat, but I think I can take it right. However, uh, my background, I'm not a politician. I, I am an uh, aerospace engineer. Uh, cybersecurity, business entrepreneur. So I do a little bit of uh, uh, different uh, uh, different field for uh, for business, from uh, restaurant and uh, property investment and engineer. So I think this is a time for me um, to stand up to uh, run for our country. So the reason is I choose Orlando um, area because um, I grew up in Pie Hill. Uh, I went to. I mean, I'll go up in Pine Hill, and people know it as a crime hill, but I want to change that thought um, to a great hill. But, um, you know, so I, I went to Evan High School. It's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's not a great school in Orlando, and I went to Carver Middle School. It's not it's not a great um, school either. So they have a most criminal in, in the area. And then, you know, it, and I went to um, UCF for my electrical engineer, um, so pretty much, I I, uh, I spent a lot of my time in Orlando. I grew up in Orlando, technically, uh, when I first came to America. So uh, I think it's a time for me to to to, to do something for uh, our country. So I choose um, to uh, I choose uh, my my route where I grow up uh, to to do something because it's very important. Uh, it's it's where it's not it's not important where you come from, but it's important where you're going to. So um, I, I think I pick a very challenging um, district um, to fight for our country. Uh, I mean, for, uh, as a republic, uh, Republican and uh, conservative uh, aspect. Well, we will you know, commend you for taking this big step. I know it's a lot of hard work. It's a huge commitment, and you appreciate you stepping forward. Can we're speaking with Mr. Tuan Lee? He's a candidate, Republican candidate for United States Congress District Ten which, as we're hearing, is a big part of, I guess, generally speaking, uh, mid to south Orange County, and it's an open seat with a lot of candidates on, on both sides of the race. Um, now, can you talk about what issue or, or, you know, issue one or two issues are, are most important to you, you know, what, what motivated you, inspired you to want to serve in the United States Congress? Uh, well, fuck up all is um, the one who, uh, the person who inspired me is um, President Trump. Because after the election of 2020, is I see that um, um, the election of President Trump lost for election, um, then it's in, and then he he's also inspired me um, that he is a person who um, working so hard for this country and all his policy is similar to 
what I'm what I'm looking forward for American um, because I I come I came from a communism country so um, so I understand the communism so well um, that's why uh, what everything that President Trump doing with for for uh, for our country is very very important and when when he when when uh, everything he do is inspired me and I was I, I was thinking like wait a minute I have to do something for uh, for my country um, because. Like what I say, I'm not a, a politician, uh, but I know I can be, I can be good because I know what I'm looking for. As well as standing with the President Trump, he's not a politician either, but he's done very good on what he uh, what he um, he uh, he in office for. So, and my number one concern is that like China is stealing our um, technology, our um, yeah, our um, um, information, um, our um, um, uh, um, business and 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 everything that we have, uh, the the China is is stealing from us for almost everything, uh, including including um, they spying on us. And because I work on the cybersecurity, and we get hacked every second, every minute, uh, from from China, Russia, and and some of those countries. Um, that's why uh, it's very important for me to stand for our country to stop the communism, stop the China stealing, and the corruption from the government. And and then um, a term limit uh, we, we need we need that to be happen too, and our um, we have to bring the business back to America because we are depending on 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 China so much, and to the point that they are control um, our inventory, I mean our supply because we don't have anything in our country uh, making America anymore. Um, that's very dangerous for America because. Um, our enemy view our weapon right now too, because look at all the technology that we have. It's making China, it's making Taiwan, it's you know, it's making on 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 uh, overseas, and which is no good. I mean, and on on top of that, um, our education system is is going in the wrong direction as well. So um, that's why it it make me um, have a big decision um, to do something for our country uh, from across the board. And and I had experience to grow up in a communism country, so I understand um, the value of of freedom and opportunity. Because my parents left Vietnam Vietnam um, to be here uh, for uh, for the opportunity, freedom and opportunity. But I don't want to see that happen in my generation and my children's generation. Uh, we have to deal with a big government corruption and and communism influence, and our education is turned to the wrong direction. Um, that's why it, it's a big motivation um, uh, that I, I have to stood up to 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 run for our, for the office and to do something for our country. Well, thank you, very, very well stated, and I, I appreciate you sharing with our listeners today. And yeah, you know, once again, taking that big step, uh, huge step to want to seek a position to run for office and uh, seek a position in Congress. Friends, we're speaking with Mr. Tuan Lee, candidate for United States Congress, District Number Ten. It's an open seat covers a big part of Orange County, more towards the south end of Orange County. And one more, I guess we have time for one more question. And then once again, friends, we're speaking with Mr. Tuan Lee, candidate for Congress, seat number 10, Florida Congressional District 10. Um, you know, and you talk about the background of your family, your parents specifically, especially having lived in Vietnam, you know, having experienced communism and totalitarianism firsthand, um, can you, um, you know, sh- sh- share with us maybe some of the things, you know, what, what do you, uh, with that background in your family, and I'm sure the many things your parents have shared with you, what what do you think now of, of the way things are in America at this moment? I'm talking specifically about the raid on President Trump's home, um, you know, runaway political correctness, uh, wokeness, um, you know, things from, a, from an ultra-leftist uh, perspective and so many you know, in, institutions seemingly influenced uh, by uh, leftism. Can you share your thoughts? Yes, I, I mean it's a perfect. It's a good question. It's a perfect comment. By what I say, I see the communists coming, and so the, um, I'm really, I'm really pissed off of how the FBI um, raided into President Trump's uh, property because um, that is never happened in our history before. That is that has ever happened in history before. There are some formal. Residency, uh, presidential and formal, um, you know, high range position took the information home or in the basement, but nobody care about that. Now, 
they rate into President Trump with the way they're doing right now is there's many different reasons that I see. Um, one is the way that they, the, the, the action they, that they have done is a communism action. And like what I say, this country is tiered to a communist socialism and communism. Uh, they, the Democrats try to say, uh, to um, educate people on socialism and the school tries to educate people on socialism, but socialism is it's just uh, a one of a way that, one of the term that you you use for communism because they are the same family. Um, so the way that they rate into President Trump is not the action that they have done is nothing different than a communism country because the government has the power. The government can go into people's property at any time that they want to uh, without. Uh, without notice or without any um, legitimate uh, reason. Uh, it's the same thing with the Russia KGB. I mean, they just go to people. I mean, um, Soviet Union KGB, I'm sorry. Um, it's the same same reason how all the communism country does. Um, China do the same thing. The Vietnam do the same thing. And I'm not so sure Cuba and other countries, but but, uh, but Korean, it's, 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 that's the same thing. So now it's happened in America. That's why I say I see it's a big, big... Uh, um, problem for our country uh, coming um, um, to um, to the going into the wrong direction because of the communism um, uh, style or the way that they do it. Um, for me, and then on, another reason is they do that because they 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 want to um, measure President Trump is not get elected for next uh, next election. They want to damage uh, President Trump's reputation. Um, so he, um, he he cannot run for a net, uh, net, uh, in twenty twenty four, and and another reason is that is the election is coming up in, in November, so um, they want to send a message to all the candidates who is support President Trump or get endorsed by President Trump that feel fear that they can be the next one. So that's that is a, that's as many reason why uh, they chew up this time to reign in the in the president uh, house. Um, property, and 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 I think it's all um, uh, it's all about um, politician. It's not about what he do or, or, or what kind of uh, information that he have or he know and thing like that. It's, it's all about politician, and it's all about um, try to take the power, try to control, and try to warning uh, American uh, to to be careful because the FBI can jump into your house at any time. Uh, people who support President Trump uh, can be can be threatened too. You know, it's a it's a signal. It, it's, it's exactly it's not it's not how American it used to be. That, um, that's that, why uh, the culture changed. Thank you for sharing your insights, and your insights are very uh, very important because your insights come from family who has lived under co- actual communism. Friends, we're speaking with Mr. Tuan Lee. He's a candidate for United States Congress, Congressional District Ten, which is a big part of South Orange County. It's an open seat. A lot of candidates on the Republican side, a lot of candidates on the Democrat side. Well, really appreciate you joining us. Uh, before you go, um, I'm sure some people might want to be in touch with you, contact you. How can they do that? Um, they can go to my website, uh, Twanley for Congress. It's a T-U-A-N-L-E-F-O-R, Congress.com. So it's TwanleyforCongress.com. I have my email, phone number. I have all the information that they want to know about me. Uh, my bio, my platform, what I stand in for, and what I'm going to do for our country. So, I, I mean, uh, our um, um, general election is at a corner, and we have early voting right now. So hopefully people, um, they can look me up and find out who I am and why I am the uh, one of the most stand out from, from, from everybody in the same race, because uh, I believe that I'm the only one who would be able to sleep it to red uh, based on my background and based on knowledge and skill that I have. So hopefully people, Americans, uh, voter will be careful of choose the right person for the right job. It's the time for the person, the right person for the right job. It's not about who you know anymore. It's about what can we do, who can do something for our country. So hopefully the voter can see that and then they give me an opportunity um, to serve for our country because that's an honest um, job to do for our country. Thank you for joining us and, and best wishes. Mr. Well, thank you very much for giving me an opportunity um, to be here with you today. Tuan Lee, candidate for the United States Congress, Congressional 10, seat, Congressional Seat 10, big part of Orange County, especially South Orange County. Friends, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us.
Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, it's wonderful to be with you during these trying, frustrating times that we live in. And I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And, of course, something that affected us in our, actually something that happened in our state earlier this week, Monday evening, the raid on the home of former President Donald Trump by the Justice Department, by the FBI, is obviously something that hits very close to home, both geographically and just in terms of for all Americans. And it's something that I think is an egregious attack on civil liberties, individual liberties, God-given, of course, theoretically at least protected, constitutionally protected liberties, um, and an egregious overstepping of the power of the federal government, of the Department of Justice, of the FBI. That's in a nutshell, that's the way I see it. And I think it's more than an isolated incident. This is something that I've, I think many of us have seen trending uh, for you know, some years now, uh, essentially, I guess, at least since Donald Trump was in, um, elected president. Uh, the, the, for lack of a bit, the, the political establishment, if you will, in Washington, and not just in Washington, globally. And I think that's where a lot of this comes from, because a lot of the people, and you know, how many people are aware of this, I don't know, but many of the leaders in Washington, um, including on the Republican side, but, but less Republicans, I suspect, than Democrats, but certainly non-elected people in Washington, people that are part of the bureaucracy, all the various agencies, are, have, a, have a globalist perspective now. They don't see themselves so much as Americans. They see themselves as citizens of the world, if, uh, to put, you know, so to speak. They have a, a you know, there's another way to put it. There's a, have a globalist perspective. Their loyalties are to some kind of, you know, globalist perspective, largely identified and characterized and defined by this runaway radical environmentalist movement, Green Movement, Green New Deal. Um, and if you pay close attention, which I have been for, I guess, at least 30 plus years now, virtually every solution to so-called you know, environmentalism to so-called the Green New Deal, um, to saving the planet, uh, it, it, it infringes on individual liberties, uh, and, and in most cases, dramatically so. And in every case, literally, empowers government on some level, um, local, state, national, global. That's the point, and to the point where um, some people... I would be included as one of those people. Um, first of all, I think it's it's this whole environmental movement is really the agenda and objective is globe, worldwide globalism. It's not environmentalism. And certainly overkill in terms of what needs to be done environmentally. Uh, I think the threat of global, in, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, destruction of the environment, globally is is dramatically overblown. I think it's overblown for a reason, and I think that reason is more government control, worldwide government domination, ultimately a globalist agenda and, and a globalist world. So in a nutshell, uh, that's the way I see this. Uh, of course, what stands in the way of that? The United States of America stands in the way. A free and independent United States of America, where which still protects the individual God-given rights of citizens. Donald Trump stands in the way. Donald Trump, America first. Once again, a thing, another thing that's not talked about a lot is the fact that the whole America first slogan, philosophy, passionate philosophy, object, objective, agenda is quote-unquote controversial now. In fact, I would say that most elites in America, and by elites I mean everything from the people that run Washington, um, not just, you know, the elected officials are just a tiny number, uh, almost a speck on the, um, uh, in the ocean of the people in Washington, the people that are, are in, you know, that man, that are 
part of this massive federal bureaucracy, which has grown to today, all these various federal agencies, think tanks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, have a globalist perspective, not an America first perspective. So, and and that cuts across academia, obviously, and of course, now it has infected the boardroom of corporate America. Many, I would say, um, I don't know exactly percentage-wise, it looks like apparently close to half, if maybe not more than half, uh, if not dramatically more than half, of the major corporations, I'm talking Fortune 500 companies, Fortune 1000 companies in America, are now leftist now, um, or woke, who who subscribe to a woke philosophy. Um, and, and so... And then that's all associated with globalism. It's associated with a non-America first perspective. And, you know, even institutions like the National Football League, Major League Baseball, um, now have a strong leftist tilt, politically correct woke tilt. I'll name virtually any uh, media, obviously, and of course. So the point is, all of these these various elite, all these um, in, entities which are incredibly powerful entities in America, and of course uh, haven't even mentioned uh, the um, the high-tech companies, the uh, high-tech oligarchy, Google, Twitter, Facebook, etc., um, have this leftist, woke, envir- pro-environmentalist, you know, uh, extreme environmentalist perspective and agenda. Trump has America first agenda. America stands in the way of worldwide globalism. And so anyway, they're going to uh, fight back in, um, in, in, in incredibly dramatic fashion. And that's what we're seeing right now. Um, and they sadly have taken over the leadership, at least, hopefully not the rank and file. But, you know, I don't know. Um, certainly the leadership of the Department of Justice the part, and the FBI and major law enforcement um, organizations in our country. And as we heard from Anthony Sabatini a few minutes ago, um, and we don't, as, as we, you know, the, the, many of us that, that are closely observe, um, don't need to hear from, don't even need to hear it from Anthony Sabatini. The military now is being infected at the highest levels by this leftist, woke, politically correct agenda, ad- advancing, aggressively advancing things such as transgenderism, um, et cetera. So the the point as we wrap things up in our final few minutes is all these things, from my perspective and in my opinion, are connected to and relate to the road the the raid on Mar-a-Lago by the Department of Justice and the FBI. It's all an effort to stop Donald Trump and to stop you and I, to stop the traditional God family country. Patriotic Americans. That's the way I just describe us, and um, that's and that's you know, the way that I you know, I describe us. Tradition, traditionalist, God, family, country, patriotic Americans. America first Americans. We are you know literally you know at war uh, intellectually with the globalist movement. The globalist movement has captured the elites. In America, and as a result, cat, you know, are, are very influential to say the least. That's an incredible understatement. Um, the globalist agenda is vi- the globalist elites are highly influential in our country now, having pretty much taken over the leadership of virtually every major institution, um, and that's even. And they're and they're and they're you know working hard at taking over um, and infiltrating the United States military. That those are the stakes. That that's the scenario. That's the landscape uh, that we live in and right now as as we're as we're here together, uh, you and I. And Trump is uh, fighting against all that. They're out to destroy him, um, and you know, by and and basically to to you know essentially destroy us. <laughs> There's not, that, that's just the way. It, that's that's just the reality of the situation. So. A couple points as, as before we wrap up, um, but that is the background behind it from my perspective. You know, the raid on Monday violated some of our most cherished traditions in America. One of those is do not criminalize, uh, politicize law enforcement. Law enforcement, uh, you know, the, 
equal justice under the law. Don't use the law and specifically law enforcement to punish your political enemies, to to you know, eradicate, if you will, to destroy the political potential and future of your political enemies. That's a tradition uh, that, that America has. A, you know, we've, we've had a tradition not to do that going all the way back to the founding of the country. And I said before, that's one of the things that makes America exceptional. We conduct ourselves as Americans, all parties, Republicans, Democrats, liberals, conservatives, independents, libertarians, everything in between, um, with that high ideal of we do not uh, politicize law enforcement. We do not use law enforcement to attack uh, and destroy political enemies. And one reason this is so important, and I'm not talking about the individuals, I'm talking, it doesn't matter who the individuals are. The individuals could be liberal Democrats. Uh, it doesn't matter who the, who the individuals who are under attack are. Um, once, once we go down that road and we see it, we, the world history is full of it. The world is full of it now. Just look around. Uh, you know, largely, uh, is, I guess South America is stigmatized uh, and, and stereotyped, but, you know, if the shoe fits, um, by constant turnover of governments because one government puts the other government in jail, criminalizes their political opposition. That's what I think this we are going down the road of right now, and that would change the entire fabric of the way our country operates. And when I, mean, when I say change, change away from a, a society and a country built on liberty, constitutionally protected liberty for our God-given rights, for all people, equal justice under the law, to a country that has a totalitarian mindset, functions as totalitarian, where the law and law enforcement are used to attack and to crush political enemies and political assent. That's what Monday represents to me. Thank you for joining us on the Roger Franklin Show.